The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, is on the line uh, to answer gardening questions. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Uh, how's the weather with you? The weather's lovely. It's a little bit blustery here in the west of Ireland, but the good news is the weather's going to improve right through the weekend. So we have a very, very busy weekend in the garden, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so general tasks that everyone might get involved with. Yeah, well, we're coming into the time of year. Autumn is always associated with the planting of plants and the propagation of plants, Pat. And at this time of year, even though we we associate vegetables with spring and summer, it's actually a busy time in the vegetable garden. So things like the Japanese onion sets and shallots, they'll be available in garden centres at the moment. We plant them at this time of year. They grow, funnily enough, through the winter, irrespective of frost or snow or cold weather. And they're ready then to harvest as we come into late spring and summer of next year. So look for those in your local garden centre. Red onion sets as well. Garlic, if you're a fan of garlic, Pat, autumn is always the time to plant garlic. My advice is to look for elephant garlic this year. It's a really easy variety to grow, very mild. It's a, a variety that actually you can eat raw in salads, but it also cooks really well and grows brilliantly here in Ireland. Uh, busy time, Pat, for taking cuttings of some of your favourite garden plants that you want to propagate. But in particular, yew trees. This is the time of year, the native Irish yew, that we propagate from cuttings. Lavenders, hydrangeas, fuchsias and roses, they all can be propagated at this time of year. And it's also a busy time for planting bulbs. So if you want spring colour from December onwards, start planting your bulbs now, in particular tulips. If you plant them now, they'll be in flower for March and April and May of next year. So Very good. Very much a busy, busy time, Pat. Lots of things to do and the weather to do it in. Now, Mike and Roscommon, why are my apple trees and blackberries coming into blossom on the 1st of October? Yeah, well, it often happens at this time of year, Pat. Actually, I was looking at some rhododendrons uh, recently, wild rhododendrons that are back in flower again and Chilean lanterns are in flower at the moment. And if you think about it, the weather, the conditions, the temperatures and the day length is very similar to springtime. So if you think about springtime, you know, you're in that 15, 16 degrees, you've got a similar day length. So we often find that spring flowering plants like apples, like cherry trees, like rhododendrons, they have already formed their flower buds, which normally stay dormant over the winter season. But you'll always get a couple of rogue uh, flowers to come into flower in the autumn. So it's nothing to do with climate change. It's totally natural and very expected at this time of year. But those ones that are coming into bloom now, they're bunched. They've had uh, yeah, they're they're <laughs> goosed, but they're, they're and you'll always get just a handful, just a few. But it, you know, it's now, it's next, part of nature. Next one from Seamus and Kerry. I've lots of geranium pots to winter. It's been so wet that I've the pots inside already to protect them from root rot. What are Good. the best tips uh, to winter geraniums this year? Yeah, so so the listener is talking about the traditional Mediterranean geraniums that we put in our hanging baskets and window boxes. They're not frost hardy and certainly with the wet autumn, they can often rot if you leave them out. So the listener has done the right thing by bringing the pots in. It's a great time actually to take cuttings of geraniums. And my, my advice is to take them pencil length, pencil thickness, strip off any leaves and any flower buds or any flowers that are on the geranium. So you take a naked cutting, leave it to dry out overnight so leave it somewhere on a windowsill just to allow the, the uh, moisture to reduce in the cutting and then put it into some perlite and compost, cover it with a polythene bag and hey presto, you've got yourself some new geraniums for next year. Keep them indoors, generally in a bright 
frost-free area. So a heated greenhouse, somewhere like maybe a, a spare room for the winter, keep them semi-dry as well, and they'll overwinter absolutely perfectly for the winter. For the geraniums that the listener has in pots, just keep them dry for the winter, again in a frost-free location, and they'll store perfectly well. My five-year-old apple tree is leaning badly to one side. Help, says Sid. Well, Sid, that's not uncommon at the moment, particularly after such a wet September, Pat. A lot of trees, they're still in leaf and, of course, they're catching the wind. And because of the heavy wetness, the roots are beginning to give as well. So it's a good idea to check general trees in your garden, but also fruit trees. Now, Pat or Sid, we're coming into the time of year for pruning apple trees. So it's only a five-year-old apple tree. It's relatively young. You can give it a good trimming back. Even now, you can start pruning it back, taking some of the weight out of the tree and then pull it back vertically and put some new staking in there again. So take some of the weight out by pruning it back and then re-straighten the tree up and restake it and that's important. Now, another unusual blooming. My garden has daffodils uh, shooting at the moment. Unusual for the first week in October. Is this climate change? Uh, asks a West Limerick listener. Yeah, we often see a path the, the spring bulbs again, a bit like about the apple trees come into flower again when you get mild temperatures and, and high moisture levels. The, the, all the daffodils start and the early, early bulbs start to appear. The foliage starts to appear beneath the soil. I mean, it's, it is totally natural yeah. at this time of year. It yeah. is to be expected. Some of the daffodils are early flowering, like February gold. So we tend to see them a lot earlier than, than the main flowering daffodils that normally appear from March onwards. So it's perfectly fine. If it's in a border, you could put a little bit extra soil on top of them. Uh, but apart from that, it'll be perfectly fine. The flower tips on my verbena bonariensis are turning brown. Is this a disease? If so, can they be saved or do I have to destroy them? That's from Pauline. And what a lovely plant, Pat. Verbena boreensis, I often recommend to plant it in your garden. It produces these beautiful purple flowers right through the season. And a fantastic plant for attracting butterflies and bees into your garden. But it's at this time of year that verbena is actually producing seed. So what the listener is seeing is actually the flowers changing brown and turning to produce seed heads. And if the listener cuts them off, puts them into a brown envelope and keeps them indoors, the seed will actually fall into the brown envelope and you can sow the seed and get some new plants. Uh, so it's perfectly natural at this time of year, Pat. Totally expect it. In about three or four weeks' time, we cut verbena right down to ground level anyway. So you'll tidy it up over the next couple of weeks and it'll re-emerge next spring. But save the seed and sow that seed indoors for fresh plants for next year. Uh, would you ask the garden guru, that's you, Porik, <laughs> about the right time to prune my apple trees? I've both cookers and eaters and the fruit is now fully picked. Well, that's great. And look, they're still in leaf at the moment. So I tend to leave the, the, the heavy pruning until November till they, 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 till all the leaves have dropped from them because you can see what you're doing. Any crossing branches, any, any disease branches with canker, remove those. And once you've pruned the trees in mid-November, give them an application of winter wash. You'll get that in your local garden centre. And that helps to get rid of any overwintering pest eggs. It's a natural treatment. Um, it doesn't affect any of our garden songbirds or wildlife and uh, it's highly recommended. So leave the pruning until about the first week or second week of November and then apply the winter wash. I have a tall slim cherry blossom tree. The uppermost leaves are being eaten by something. The lower branches are fine. It happened last year as well but the tree blossomed perfectly this year. Should I prune the top branches, spray with something or just leave it alone? That's from Sharon. Just 
just leave it alone, Sharon. And Pat, at this time of year, you know, many of our deciduous trees, they're within five or six weeks, they're going to be dropping their foliage. So if you're seeing bits of damage or a bit, bit, little bit of disease, I mean, that's nature at, at its very, very best. So leave the cherry alone. I mean, when you see fo- leaves being damaged, you don't automatically reach for the sprayer. There's no need to mature a cherry tree can well cope with a little bit of caterpillar damage or aphid damage. So leave them well enough alone. They're going to drop the leaves in five or six weeks' time and it'll be a riot of colour again next April. How to get rid of widespread ground elder in a perennial border? That's from Lisa. Um, well, if it's if you Lisa, if you can cover the area with cover the actual soil where the ground elder is with some black polythene silage cover, I mentioned this a couple of weeks back for people that use the no dig system. Um, so if you can actually cover the physically cover the area, the black polythene, the ground elder will die beneath that because it'll have lack of sunlight and and the heat will actually help to kill it off. Now, you need to leave it for at least nine to 12 months in the area to control it. Uh, But ground elder is very difficult to eliminate. Um, If you dig it, you propagate it, and um, it's too late at this time of year to spray it. So cover it with black polythene if you can. Now, Michael O'Mara says, maybe I'm a bit slow on the uptake, he says. But Porrick mentioned some weeks ago a plant that can be sown adjacent to roses to discourage black spot on the leaves rather than using a spray. Uh, could he mention it again and maybe spell the title for Michael? Well, look at Michael. Thanks, thanks for the um, thanks for the kudos on that. But actually, I think it was one of your other guests, uh, Pat, that mentioned it. One of the gardeners that you had from um, one of the regional guards, I think, because I was actually listening it to myself. But the plant they, they, that was mentioned was salvia, and salvia is a perennial plant that comes back year after year. However, it excretes a natural sulfur or fungicide. So if you plant salvia under the base of existing rose trees, the scent or the sulfur that's released by the flowers helps to ward off any fungal diseases and in particular black spot. So if you've got roses in your garden, get yourself some salvia, S-A-L-V-I-A, get the perennial forms, plant them at the base of your rose trees and it lacked as a natural fungicide. Now, a final one. What's the best solution for trees with ash disease? Uh, and uh, we had, I think it was uh, Alex Slazinger on from Enniskerry saying, you know, some ash will survive and that'll be the ash going forward that has the DNA to withstand disease. So yeah. what do you do? Do you leave it alone and see if it recovers or do you cut it down? Well, look, you know quite clearly, Pat, with the tree itself. I mean, if it's if it's completely brittle and, and right to soil level, then you need to cut to soil level. Ash has the great ability of rejuvenating itself from the base again. And Chagas are doing some great work at looking at uh, varieties in, in our, our, our hedgerows that are naturally resistant to um, ash dieback. And hopefully we'll be able to breed from those particular um, selections over the next number of years. But really, you'll know quite clearly if the tree has died completely and if it has, cut it back cut because it, back. it is going to be a hazard All right. over the winter. Porik, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.